We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. Last week we finished off the maze engine and all that crazy platforming action and we are currently going to be facing off against the Demon Lords. So with me once again is Braden, Dave, Mike, and Micah. And uh, once again, if you guys would like to join one of the four of us here, or whatever, please visit our Patreon and join. It's only $2 a month, and you get a chance to take part in this. So let's go ahead and start with our reviews, starting with Brayden. Hello, everybody. Once again, Brayden from Australia here. Man, last week was awesome. Uh, I feel like that was the first time our abilities really started chaining together nicely, and we managed to work well as a team using all our sort of gifts towards uh, defeating a common enemy. Uh, and thank God that Micah uh, dished out some delicious treats to me. <laughs> granted me resistance on fire, otherwise I would have 100% been dead fairly quick. Um, that Nalfesh Nay, I think that's its name, I uh, really didn't get up to uh, get to do much. I feel bad for Bob not being able to use that demon, but... Um, <laughs> he was just constantly being controlled by our party's awesome effects. So it definitely gives me confidence going into these next two episodes and in this episode where we have to make an impact against one of the demon princes. Uh, most standout feature of the class so far for me is, without a doubt, the commands. Uh, being able to issue them as a bonus action, grant your ally a buff or give your enemy a potentially very detrimental debuff is awesome. And I'm... Uh, feeling fairly confident as we go into this next few episodes that we're going to actually be able to make a little bit of an impact with our teamwork against one of these demon princes. Uh, the most standout feature of the class for me, without a doubt, is the commands. Being able to issue them as a bonus action, grant your ally a buff, or give your enemy a potentially very detrimental debuff is awesome. Uh, hasn't quite played out yet, but there's still a lot going through my head in terms of com a command strategy on which turn I'll uh, issue what command to chain into my next turn with the use of another. Uh, and then add in those chain effects together with our party with their very unique set of skills and it's turning into a lot of fun. Uh, there's heaps of commands in the document and I want more, honestly. <laughs> uh, some do in my opinion need a little bit of touch up and balance but I think Lydia has done an awesome job on the mechanics and abilities of these commands and They've constantly been a good way to spend my bonus action on my turn. Uh, another awesome feature of the Slaver is, uh, which I've had to factor into my strategy, is the Enforcer feature, which after I make a attack roll with my Bone Whip, I gain a temporary Will Dice, which I can use to essentially roll my Slaver commands with advantage when I'm determining their effectiveness. This has been something that I've had since the first session, and yet it... it has consistently been a good feature. I feel like that's when you know you've come up with a uh, 
really standout feature, especially when you give it to the character at early levels, where it doesn't receive any changes or buffs throughout the entire leveling process, yet it still remains equally as effective at later levels as it did at third level. Um, an unexpected perk, I didn't realise how good the fire volley command would be. It's been a consistently very good way to spend my bonus action and for my ally to spend their reaction. I think teaming up with not to and obviously Dave who's playing that character in the last session, uh, being able to shoot those cold cantrips towards our enemies and pretty much immediately destroy them uh, was very awesome and a good way to get us all uh, damaged as well from the explosion. Um, limitation didn't come up too much in the past game because of how little hit points the methods had, but uh, I noticed it was super easy to lose my d8s of damage dice that I gain in addition on my bone whip attacks. Um, again, it'd be cool to see those being a little trickier to reset. Uh, I feel the commander's fitting in pretty well with the party and it's been well balanced so far. Some of the commands definitely give some powerful options when I critically succeed on the command, but regardless of how I roll, there's still a chance that the enemy succeeds on their saving throws, so I feel that the critical success effects of the, of the commands are balanced out in that regard. Uh, moving on to 16th level now. I have access to another level restricted command for my Slaver Doctrine. I gain a subclass feature another skill expertise through my exceptionalism feature and I gain uh, some more will dice and learn two more commands. Uh, my doctrine grants me the new feature Unbreakable which allows me to spend one will dice per turn to re-roll a saving throw. Considering I have 12 will dice now I am, uh, yeah, I'm going to be able to re-roll some saving throws especially against this demon lord who's going to be dishing out a ton of damage. Um, the wording in the feature is a little vague, you may have to say, but um, which could almost be interpreted as me being able to reroll anyone's saving throw around me, but I understand the intent obviously behind it, and it's just meant for personal use. Still an awesome ability that will hopefully keep me safe. Um, my new level restricted command is called Break, which allows me to crack my whip towards the target and completely break their will on a regular <laughs> will's eye save. Um, they make a charisma saving throw, which I've noticed not many creatures have high charisma saving throws. And on a failed save, the target's intelligence and charisma scores are reduced to zero for one minute. Uh, this is again another weird wording, I think. As of official 5v ruling, the creature has one of its ability scores reduced to zero, it dies. So we'll just assume that the author meant to one attack, sort of like as a feeble mind. Mm -hmm. um, if I critically succeed, the creature is feeble-minded for an hour, so I'm going to be using my bone whip to gain that advantage on that roll and hopefully feeble-mind some of these next creatures for an hour. Uh, super potent, and uh, don't, yeah, I'm going to be using this a fair amount. I think this is going to be one of the um, commands that I really try and use that chain of command feature with where I can give my allies essentially just a feeble mind to use. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, the second command that I am gaining is Humiliate, which is essentially... What's that? Jewel? The Paladin spell? The Jewel? Um, oh, compelled Jewel. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially Compelled Jewel. But um, if the creature... If I critically succeed on it and the creature goes and attacks another 
uh, one of my allies. The allies have resistance to their damage, so that's going to be pretty handy. Um, although I don't believe I have the most health in the party, so I'm, that'll probably be used towards the start to give my allies a bit of a head. Um, start against our enemy, and then as it goes on and I'm slowly losing health, uh, yeah, I'll uh, probably put that one to the back of the list. Uh, my ability score improvement at level 16, I pumped another two points into Charisma to get my command save DC up and my additional damage damage dice for my bone whip. Thanks for having me on again. I'm excited to fight the Demon Lord. I've been man, out of the abyss is one of my uh, more favourite um, modules of campaigns, and uh, I love reading over the book and the lore and whatnot, but I haven't had a chance to run any of it yet, so I'm excited to be here and uh, playing with everyone. Alright, it's David back playing the Waterbender for level 16. Uh, last week was a bit of a doozy. I really enjoyed just the how the fight played out, the different kinds of encounters. We got to work through. I thought it was really interesting to see how all the different classes reacted and how they how they compensated for just the sheer randomness of our last encounter. Because um, each round, just literally anything could have happened. And I know myself, uh, I was having a little trouble keeping my own health up because, you know, in the first in the first two weeks of play, I was able to kind of hide behind everyone else and, you know, cast spells from the back, not really taking much damage. But uh, this time, I was taking damage just the same as everyone else. You know, maybe a little bit less, but I, I have a lot less health to go around. So, um, yeah, a little bit... I had to take a little bit more time to keep up with that, but I thought all my healing spells uh, worked really well to keep up with that. I... I um, Got a lot of use out of the mass healing spells, anything that has like an area of effect or that I can use for multiple people. Um, all that stuff just came really in handy, and I really enjoyed getting to see everything that this class can do when you, uh, you know, use it to heal and kind of support your other allies in the party. So, Really enjoyed seeing that. Uh, coming up at level 16 here, I'm going to get a couple new class abilities. I'm taking Elemental Adept instead of an ability score increase. So that's going to let me ignore resistance to cold damage. That's the element I picked because obviously most of my spells do cold damage. So having being able to ignore that resistance is going to really help me out because... Honestly, like, if I went into any higher level encounters where, you know, creatures are going to have resistance to just about everything, uh, if not immunity, then, you know, if I go in there trying to use Ice Knife and they have resistance to that, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be a little bone, frankly speaking. So, <laughs> Elemental Adept, probably gonna come in handy. At least I hope so. So, yeah, looking forward to level 16. I got that elemental adept going for me. I got a couple new spells. I got a couple new abilities. Uh, one of them is Frozen Stasis. It lets me basically freeze any of my allies in a sheet of ice. 
if they go unconscious and they're about to make some death saves. So basically it lets me, you know, give them an extra couple rounds for someone to get over there and use a healing kit or, you know, to allow me to come over there and use cure wounds or anything like that so that they can't, you know, get hit around after and just get taken out of the game completely. So that's going to come in handy because I'm sure some of us are going to get knocked down quite a bit. It might be me. I don't have anything for that. Um, but, you know, that's okay. I trust my allies. I, uh, I hope they can get me back out if I go down, which I will. So yeah, looking forward to getting to use all this stuff at level 16 and looking to see how my class uh, scales up at the higher levels. So... That's all I got. Hey, everybody. I'm Mike, and I'm back with Squig, the Warg Master, and his rocket dog, Bitterfang. <laughs> uh, last week, we saw some actual improvement, I feel, in how I was able to be part of the combat and help accomplish our goal. First of all, that mission was amazing. Whoever wrote that mission, I would like to give props because uh, as a longtime MMORPG player, that felt like a raid boss fight where there are environmental things going on, the, the shifting, the falling, the saves not to go off into lava, um, just constant ads. You know, oh, it was, that was a blast. That took me back to my old World of Warcraft raid days. And holy cow, um, if I hadn't have taken the evolution regeneration to get back points every turn, I think we very well may have... I mean, I don't think I would have survived, because I went down personally, Squig did, and uh, Bitterfang was so close to being down. Um, also, props to Micah, because Micah was able to get me a massive heal, letting me use uh, hit dice to, to regain health in the middle of it. I, there were multiple times where I feel like we could have gone down, but that was an amazing fight. It was a great experience. Um... So, but yeah, Regeneration came into play, Pack Tactics came into play, another evolution where I was able to get advantage on attacks as long as I was within uh, five feet of another ally, um, guaranteeing those methods went down as quickly as possible so we didn't have to deal with their attack damage as well as their explosion damage. Uh, the spikes didn't do a whole lot because there weren't a lot of attacks against me, but as we progress, the spikes are going to deal now... Uh, five damage back to the attacker and going into level 16 I'm gaining some new abilities I gain an ability called unassailable it's a major evolution that comes along with the class uh, I will now you, you when you gain it you choose two uh, things to get resistance against I'm going with bludgeoning and slashing uh, I also get a second major uh, based on the fact that we advanced four levels uh, I will now have growth. Bitterfang, the rocket dog, is now huge. He's 15 foot by 15 foot. He gains plus two to strength and con. Um, for two points, I chose an evolution called Swallow. You can see where this is going. Uh, if you successfully bite a grappled creature, it is swallowed, becoming blinded and, and, and uh, restrained, and it will take 3d6 damage per turn. So, nom nom nom. And for one point, <laughs> for one point, I took Skilled. It's an evolution that gains you proficiency in a single skill. And I chose Athletics so that, because the Idolist adds to the Avatar's skill checks his own uh, proficiency bonus, so gaining proficiency in Athletics, now Bitterfang will actually have a plus nine to make these, uh, these grapple checks so that he can be well fed. 
<laughs> and that's pretty much uh, what happened last week, where I'm at now, and I'm super excited again, like Braden said. I feel like we've we've seen some things happen where now we're using actions, reactions, and bonus actions to really get things done across the board, and I feel like as a team we're growing stronger and stronger, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Thanks for having me. This wonderful melding of savory and sweet makes my mouth water. Hi everybody, it's Mikey again, and uh, toting along behind me is Hamich, our grung chef. I had a lot of fun last week. Uh, this the uh, the level twelve session really let me kind of get a good grasp on some of the things that this class is really capable of doing in a support role. Um, learning about the effectiveness of the higher level recipes. You know, I kind of, I kind of, it's it's really easy to say, okay, going into this fight, we're going to need this, this, and this. So in this long rest, I'm going to make just as a heads up, going into level 16, our first long rest, I will make four of the stews that provide resistances, three of the schnitzels that let you regain health at a ridiculous rate, a couple of skewers to increase your uh, attack bonuses, a sausage that will let Mike regain a spell slot. Uh, a couple of truffles to give me that heat to, to give out that heat aura again, and uh, another special treat for uh, for Bitterfang. It is the thick and juicy steak <laughs> that um, will give him a plus five to his strength checks for a minute or for an hour. <laughs> plus fourteen. Um, <laughs> so, so if he uses that to gain a bonus to the strength modifier to get a better athletics check, it would be like a pre appetizer. Yes. There you go. So, like I said, some of the, you know when you can look at an ally and see what their strengths are and be able to provide that kind of support. The chef is a really great, really versatile support class. I'm not dealing a whole lot of damage. I'm not making any more epicakes or sodium rock lobsters, so that <laughs> you know, not, not yakking my guts all over everyone this time around. But I think everyone is happier for it. I'm really, really happy with the way this class is turning out. It's it's everything I really wanted to see out of a good support class, you know, kind of a jack-of-all-trades, but he's really good at what at everything that he's good at, and it really it really eases up a lot of, you know, our other support guys, you know, it frees up uh, David to kind of do a little bit more damage, knowing that, you know, I can run in and just dump a massive heal on someone so he can, you know, save up some of that for some of his more powerful damaging spells if he needs to, or, you know, that... Just giving you know your your attackers bonuses to attack, bonuses to you know any of their abilities that are going to help them cause more damage, be more effective. It really frees up a lot of other characters' resources to really, much like a a good recipe, all of the parts combine to make something that is greater than the sum of the parts. And so, props to. Uh, Messy six for a brilliant chef's class. I'm looking forward to these next two sessions playing at these higher levels to see just how bittersweet it is. I really enjoy uh, speaking of the chef class, like seeing these these things that obviously kind of started out as a joke, maybe or just like a wacky idea, really yeah. evolve into something that that works, that adds something completely new to the game, and produces these really cool mechanics like you see there. Exactly. Because who would have thought the whole battle chef, you know? It's really cool. 
Alright, so we'll get started. So, where did you guys decide you wanted to put the Dark Heart Talisman, which is the item that will be used to summon the Demon Lords to this location? I really feel like if we're doing this in character, just the Drow Stronghold. <laughs> that is. I'm, I'm on. Yeah, I feel it's the same thing. Yeah, Vizoran would. Yeah, Vizoran would 100% want you to uh, put it within Mesobarazin as uh, he is trying to show the Drow uh, what happens with their misguided trust in Lolf, their goddess. So you guys are gonna. Let's take it to Menza. All right, you guys are able to very sneakily sneak into Mesobarazin without getting caught, despite the giant warg and everything else. But you guys are actually able... once again we we didn't use it last time. Yeah, oh we, yeah, you we, can we make did not use it, but I do have the ability called Call that as long as the two of us are on the same plane of existence, yeah. I can literally bring him to me. So we can just leave him in the forest, you know, let him yeah. frolic and, and chase deer and butterflies. <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> when we get where we need to go, just boom. Uh, I, I would like to know, though, under dark deer and butterflies, which I think are like spiders and like bats and shit or something. I don't know. <laughs> one, one man's garbage is another man's garbage. <laughs> there you go. All right. So you take the dark heart talisman right into the heart of Mesoparazin, and you... Let uh, Vizoran know that he can begin the ritual, and in nine hours, the ritual will be complete, and the demon lords will be summoned to this location. So you guys are kind of able to set up however you want. You have a couple contingents of allies with you. Uh, as such, during this battle, you will receive healing support. So a character regains 2d6 hit points at the end of each of his or his or her turns, provided the character has at least one hit point remaining, and tactical losses. One each once each round when a player character would take a hit, a supporting ally is hit by the attack instead. The adventurers can use this uh, option ten times before their allies are too weakened and depleted to provide assistance. So you guys are able to set up kind of however you want and await that. So and thinking about that kind of strategically. We probably don't want to use that right away. <laughs> we probably want to wait until, like, oh no, I'm at 12 hit points, and that's a huge ass lightning bolt coming my way. Yeah. So. Exactly. So I don't know about the you know, the, the the entire intervening time, but as we get closer, um, like I said, I made four of the vegetable medley stews. So who uh, I know I'm going to give one to uh, Shark. Okay. So it's. The same thing that we had going into the uh, our, our uh, raid battle. You'll get to uh, choose three damages and be resistant to them. Awesome. And I think I will keep one for myself. Um, so I'll give one to each of you two as well. Awesome. Neat. You can either use it on yourself or on Bitter Fang, but I know he, he just well, got two. Yeah, Fang is already resistant to bludgeoning and slashing, so... Yeah. And once again... And does that apply to spell damage also? Like, you could use fire... Yes, it is any damage type you can... Um, or any three damage types you gain resistance to. Mm-hmm. Once again, that is that lasts for a minute. So, you know... Use it right before we get into the thing of it. Is it a bonus action to eat it? Yes. Okay. So like I said, you know... Um, also, I'm going to hand you the Deviled Sausage which will let you attempt to regain a spell slot up to 11th level as a bonus action. Make a special list of treats here. 
should also mention that we have boons of heroism, and that is incredibly powerful, I believe, if we have... That's a potion, essentially a potion of heroism, isn't it? Correct. Yes, it's one free use of potion of heroism. And you would have got it uh, last... Uh, well, if we were playing this in an actual campaign, you would have gotten it last uh, session when you fought the faceless Lord Jublix. Um, I'm also going to give you the thick and juicy steak, which for one hour will provide a plus five to strength checks. You also count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity and the weight you can push, drag, or lift, but not but not grapple or <laughs> That's anything too like bad. that. I was hoping that's where <laughs> I, know, I was right? going. Well, now. But you're a pastry chef. I am the moon. Exactly. So, so is so is the thick and juicy steak like wrapped up in some sort of beef like, Wellington? Ooh. No, it's, 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 Ooh. Okay, so tops with plus powder, powder sugar, little um, cream. Oh god. Your jump distance is doubled for the duration, and you can push, drag, or lift more if you if it really to come to play. Um, I am also going to give Brayden a. Uh, I will be giving you the the, uh, the lemon tart. Lemon tart. Which will let you, uh, the next time when you're hit with a an attack from a weapon, uh, you can eat it as a reaction, and the next time you attack that creature, when you hit it, it is a critical hit. Cool. See, this, my friends, is why I ate right before everybody got here, because I'm like, if he's going to be talking about food this whole time, I'm not going to make it. What was the thing with the three damage resistance? Was that the vegetable? Well, at least two. Ah, no, it is bullseye soup that I'm going to be giving one to each of you. <laughs> um, the next, once can, uh, so it's as a bonus action to eat it, it lasts for a round. Once consumed, you can add my wisdom modifier to the next attack roll you make before the end of your next turn. And since we are at 16th level, you will be adding 7. You'll be getting a plus 7 to your next attack roll once it's consumed. So give okay. one to. Brayden, and I'll give one to you to feed to, or use yourself, So I figure you guys are going to be doing most of the attacking. I will give a schnitzel to our healer to hold on to in case I am unable to get to where I need to be. And I think that is all of the prep. At this point, I just picture him with his little cart just waiting. <laughs> exactly. You know, with like a permanent floating disc spell underneath it, so you can just put like a, you know... Exactly. Tray of food, a small buffet of, of uh, support spells. Just like a la carte. Pretty much. Alright then. So you guys are able to... Oh! Oh! oh. Go ahead. Sorry, and I'm also going to give Brayden a, uh, a, a fireball truffle. Okay. Which is a bonus action to eat. It lasts for one minute. Uh, once consumed, your body begins to radiate intense heat in a five-foot radius. For the duration, any creature that ends its turn within that area must make a con save um, or take 1d4 plus 5 wisdom or plus 5 fire damage, half as much on a succeed save. Um, at 11th level, it is 3d4 plus 5 fire damage that they'll take just from standing next to you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Everybody loves Chipotle. <laughs> and that'll be a DC 18 constitution save to not take that damage. That's huge. Thank you. Alright. Just to get anything else out of the way, would anyone like a potential use of Feeble Mind? Because I have my chain of command ability where I can um, issue commands to you, so long as you have a 
10 intelligence. I do not have a 10 intelligence. <laughs> Sorry, man. My intelligence is an 8. Mine is exactly 10. There you go. Oh, I'm also going to give you one of those truffles. So we can just turn Bitterfang into a hulking melee machine. Uh, question. Okay, okay, my That plans. emanates from them. Everybody near them takes damage. Yeah. Oh crap! That's right. So if I'm riding on, yep. that would cause me damage. Yep. If you, if you, if I mean, I could, I could hop off, but it is kind of nice for me to be right there, so that we're always in the exactly. And, and I know that actually, with him having grown a size, uh, considering the concept of displacement, technically I might not be within five feet. <laughs> and I'm just like leaning over. Whack. Exactly. Um, how do you feel about that? Is that a is that an issue for you? Or? It, w- it would be from the exterior dimensions of the creature. So a large creature that takes up four squares on the grid, it would be every square outside of that. So okay. he could take it, but you would still take the damage with it. You'd have oh, no, no, I'm talking about as far as, like, the, uh, I didn't say it, but, uh, the pack tactics. Gotcha, yeah. No, yeah. that's fine. I, I want to stay, I want to, I want to be on him for the pack tactics benefit. Yep, no, um, pack tactics. me hopping down and running around, I just, I, I don't know about that. No, pack tactics to me is somebody's causing a distraction for the other person to do something. So as long as you're within... You know, side by side, you guys are swinging when the other one isn't to get the get that advantage. So I'll tell you what, though, fireball truffle is that a reaction or a bonus? It is a bonus actually. That might be something I could do real quick to like pop that in his mouth mm-hmm. and then, as a bonus action, misty step it's to go point. use the potion to to get somebody back into the fight. And at that point, now we're separated, but I'm okay with that. He loses advantage to attacks, but he's doing extra damage anyway. Exactly. So I'll, DC I'll still take huge. that. Yeah. And so, how does that work again? It is a DC 18 constitution save. On a failed save, they take 3d4 plus 5 fire damage, and half as much on a successful save. And it's any creature that ends its turn within that area. That's perfect. So I can feed it to him and then move, and I don't have to worry about taking that damage. Yep. Is it ending within 5 feet? Yeah. Yes. Alright, any last minute prep before we get started? Yeah. And that lasts for a minute. Scared. <laughs> All right, I have a question. Are we just like dishing out treats in the middle of Meza Branza right now? As we're waiting for the ritual to uh, to complete, yes. Yeah, you guys are basically taking a long rest with a little bit of time to spare as uh, this ritual is taking place because it has a nine-hour casting time. And then there's, of course, a little bit of a wait while all the demon lords are advancing this direction. And uh, so I will also recommend that as a uh, as a matter of course, everybody, and I, I actually cooked one last thing so I can make sure that you got one, everybody gets a, uh, a, a garden curry that for eight hours you have uh, a telepathic link with any other creatures that have eaten garden curry and me in a 90-foot range. Cool. Awesome. So that's Chuck's tiny little uh, skinny body is going to have a hard time consuming all these exactly. electable treats. <laughs> I was say, prepping for the fight. So many carbs. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The garden curry is fruits and vegetables. Served over rice, I'm assuming. That's where the carbs come It doesn't in. say. <laughs> but probably. Um, a lot of carbs in fruits, actually. Yeah. yeah. Fructose. 
Alright. If everybody's ready then, we're gonna just leave the food talk there. I did eat, but not that much. Alright. I wanna hear feedback from people. Be like, so I was at work listening to your podcast and I ordered Jimmy John's and Domino's and I got Dunkin' Donuts on the way home and now I'm diabetic. And then you start talking about the schnitzel and God, I just had to Exactly. Exactly. Alright, so you guys are able to get set up, scarf down those last few bites, and uh, we begin. The waiting is the hard part. Time seems to drag as you remain alert, weapons drawn, every nerve singing with tension in the air all around you. Finally, a swirling light begins to flare in the darkness. A barely audible humming shakes you to your core, rising and falling like a vast heartbeat in the depths. The glow of Phaedrus gathers and brightens, creating swirling pools like holes torn in the air. A roar sounds from far away as shadows move in the depths of those pools of light. The demons are coming. I will take this opportunity while that's manifesting to use the call action to teleport Bitterfang to us from his frolicking location. All right. As you guys were able to dispatch all but three of the demon lords, you see Orcus, the demon lord of undeath, of undeath Grizzed, Grizzed, or whatever you want to call it, the dark prince of pleasure, and uh, the demigorgon, the demon prince. So the three of them all kind of congregate in the middle of Mesoberaz and drow are everywhere being scattered as portals open up and demons start flying out and they attack each other. You guys are hiding, I'm assuming, in some sort of abandoned building or something like that waiting for the fallout to finish or are you going to charge in and join the fray? I feel like we should wait. Just kind of like watch. Yeah, yeah we like got a nice the... buffet here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guys... believe this qualifies my friends as dinner on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a complaint. With my dinner in a show, I like popcorn. And there is no popcorn to watch this one. I am a garment chef. <laughs> you expect me to make popcorn. Make your own popcorn. <laughs> All right. Cheddar popcorn. Cheddar popcorn, eh? No. <laughs> right. These are the kind of recipes that are served in five-star Michelin resorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and you're only consuming a little bit of my kind. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. So as all these demons begin battling each other, you see them slowly start to tear each other apart, and all these random portals begin opening up around you. Are you guys going to just 100% high? Are you going to try and dispatch those that are coming near? Are you going to take your chances? What would you guys like to do? Well, let's go like three rounds and watch, like, kind of like get an idea as to, like, because there might be a method to the madness. Portals opening up, certain demons and devils and whatnot going to different places. Are they focusing on protecting? Are they focusing on just like causing chaos? Let's get a like maybe three rounds at least to kind of figure out what their plan is, so we don't just charge in blind. All right, go ahead and everybody give me a group stealth check. Then. Oh yeah. Well. 
14 is a natural 20. Okay. Oh, 12. 12. That is actually higher than the 10 I rolled, so you guys remain completely hidden from this. However, you wait for 10, 15 seconds, and all of a sudden, a stray fireball comes slamming into the building that you are at. I need everybody to give me a DC 13 dexterity saving throw. That's a pass. Natural 20. <laughs> well, uh, well, I rolled an 8 and a 3, but fortunately both myself and Bitterfang use my uh, my save, so that's going to be for me a 17 and Bitterfang a 12. Alright, Bitterfang will take 12 points of damage, everybody else only takes 6 points of damage as this explosion hits the building as a stray fireball that missed its target hits the building. Sucra <laughs> If the food wasn't quite cooked all the way through yet now, you, know, you can just <laughs> burn the tarts. <laughs> Quick, cover it up, we'll make barbecues. Exactly. Alright. The sounds of battle finally die away. The ground before you stained black and red with demonic blood and ichor. In the terrible grip of the Demogorgon, even the mighty Orcus looks almost small. Tentacles hold the demon Prince of Undeath in a crushing grip, slithering across the maggot-ridden flesh of the horned demon as they tighten inexorably. A strangled gasp issues from the demon lord's throat as the horrific crunching sound echoes throughout the cavern and his skull-topped wand clatters onto the floor. The Demigorgon casts aside the limp form which melts away as Orcus returns to the abyss that spawned him. The Prince of Demons throws back his two heads and roars his triumph. As he does, his nearer head turns, burning eyes raking across the battlefield. Filled with bloodlust and battle rage, the Demon Lord searches for another target. This oh, oh, pick me! Pick me! <laughs> this would be the cue if you so guys needed Now, how big is this guy? He would be considered huge for mechanical purposes, but there is uh, talk of basically how he walked across the Dark Lake kind of a deal. So he is very, very large in, in height and size and whatnot, but for mechanical purposes, he is large. Okay. Guys, let's ride on the back of Bitterfang and charge this. Oh, guy. I'm going to eat a stew. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, on the back of the uh, bitter fang, it's bouncing around. You sopping all over. Is there any way I can like rule of cool uh, the control water spell into like Frozone's intro in the Incredibles? Like just I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Okay, that's what's going on in my head. Okay. Uh, is, were, were, you, were you serious about that? Everybody wanted to hop on. It seems like the fastest way. I mean, we, we aren't going to be able to catch Did up. Did you with have you a thing that I can increase the movement speed? I think I opted not to for reasons. Okay. How <laughs> many how many feet away are we actually? You guys can kind of pick it. Uh, the battle technically doesn't start until you guys get to about eighty feet, unless you guys specifically say we're going to stay hidden until you get closer. Okay. I don't um, know how far you guys would hit. Well, I feel like okay, as long as we can get this is going to be silly. As long as we can get within 30 feet of the guy. Now, that's actually a question as far as, like, us taking actions and whatnot. Me and Bitterfang, we take actions at the same time. Mm -hmm. Is it possible, and this is probably just strictly DM prerogative, uh, for, like, me to take an action and then him to move and then me to take an action and then for him to... Oh, yeah. Would that be staggering between the two of us because we are working in complete unison? That's not a problem. So, basically, what we'll do... (laughs) 
is uh, he'll just go ahead and lunge out. So everybody grab onto a spike, basically. And again, that's the thing that I'm kind of curious about is with the whole... You, <laughs> you know, all get impaled upon spikes on well, Bitterfang. And it, it specifically states whenever they they are attacked, yeah. not when they are interacted with. So, uh, but, uh, so you know, we'll ride that <clears throat> loophole out <laughs> quite literally. So he'll go ahead and just tear through. His movement is 60 feet. So he goes 60 feet, and then I'll interrupt with a bonus action to cast Misty Step, which is a second level spell. So I'll pop that, which, when targeting myself or Bitterfang, it affects both of us. So we will both teleport the remaining 30 feet to get in the range of the guy, and you guys will all just kind of drop off about 20 feet away. So that's one hell of a delivery system for a combat team. That is. Uh, what was that, right? As we're running, do we know anything about uh, Demogorgon? Like, what? Have we encountered it before? Do we know what kind of damage types it do to be able to eat my stew? That's, that's what I, I was just going to ask the same question. Watching him, we probably would have been able, again, getting getting a few rounds of paying attention, we probably would have been able to see that. Probably, yeah. You would know that basically his main weapon is his tentacles. He's got uh, two tentacle arms uh, that he lashes around. Uh, other than that, he is in, uh, you did see several spells being fired off of varying types. Uh, you also saw several spells aimed at him that would be like controlling type spells or things to kind of dull his senses, and he was very easily able to slough those off. Uh, he also would gaze at a target, and that target would occasionally just like be completely motionless for <laughs> six seconds or so, and uh, or or be completely unable to attack or or just clutch their head and, and fall to the ground gibbering. Uh, so he is a very, very uh, powerful uh, entity. And you guys would have fled from him um, way back when you were in uh, the Kuatoa era area, um, after you guys took out the... Uh, the demon whatnot that was there, uh, you guys would have fled from him as he approached that settlement. So I'm thinking tentacles deal bludgeoning or slashing damage? Uh, bludgeoning. That's probably a good bludgeoning. one. Bludgeoning. Okay. Yeah. Bludgeoning. grabbing at their heads. Yep, and then, um... I mean, a good bet for demons is always necrotic, but... Yeah, bludgeoning, psychic, and necrotic are probably three pretty good ones for this guy. Yeah. I'll eat my stew and, uh, as we get it closer to range. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm trying to think of all the times I've attempted to eat different foods in the car while I'm driving. And <laughs> on, the, on the back of Bitterfang, I don't think would be any easier. Oh, let me just say that I have adapted for these situations and have created an ingenious soup delivery system. It is the soup bottle. The <laughs> soup bottle, <laughs> yes. <a> soupy cup. <laughs> soup in it. <laughs> the veggies are a little bit hard to get out, but, you know. That would be a soupy cup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, folks. This is where we will go ahead and <laughs> Okay. Oh, now, for the purpose God. of uh, initiative, do we just want to, like, because, like, we're the ones delivering us to battle. Do we want to do we get there? Uh, yep, everybody will roll initiative, and uh, uh, we'll kind of start from there. So, because yeah. it'll be kind of all happening at once when you guys first arrive. Okay. So I want to say to make sure we start this battle off on the right foot with an epic intro. So we're all riding on Bitterfang, just like looking all badass towards this demon prince. All right, get your heroic monologues ready, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> 
I'm, ex- I'm expecting at least one honorable salute to happen. So go ahead and roll me initiative, everybody. Oh, that looks good. All right, just start naming off numbers. 23. 19. 19 here as well. All right, who has higher decks? I'm plus four. I'm plus four. All right, and... Uh, okay, we'll go And then my intelligence is 10, so... Okay. A 12. 12. All right, and I think the Demon Lord... Ah, maybe not. That was a 7 plus 2. So you guys all go before the Demon Lord. Awesome. How often does that happen? I know, right? All right, damage. We start with you. The Demon Lord is obviously wounded uh, and has expel expended a number of his abilities, but he still, still looks like a fearsome opponent. Well, considering I don't really have a whole lot of other options, I am going to... How far away from him are we now? Uh, I believe, Mike, you said you dropped him off like 50 uh, feet back, and yeah, you're 30 feet ahead of that. You said that the battle would start when we were around 80, 80 feet. feet. Yeah. So, uh, assuming that we were probably a few feet behind that, uh, movement of 60, and then Misty Step up to 30 feet away would drop them off between 30 and 20 feet, depending on where we were at. So Okay. So Still a pretty manageable distance from Yeah, right. so about 30 feet away, we'll call it. All right, and I'm, we are right up in it. Yeah. I am going to throw my daggers at him just to see what happens. Not right. my chef's knives. So that is a uh, 28 to hit. Yes, very much so. And that will deal seven points of slashing damage to him. And is it magical? Yes, my cook's utensils are magical. All right. Not that that gives away that they should be magical or not, but... And then, uh, seeing that it actually hit and maybe did something, I'll go ahead and sling the other one at him. Um, I doubt a, uh, 17 hits? No, after being stabbed by the one, he bats the other one out of the air with a tentacle. Alright, and that will be my turn. Alright, Squig. Okay, so we're right up on there. Uh... Let's see now. All these new abilities. So, <laughs> I do have... I'm reading up on grappling. It's not something that I do a whole lot of. Um, and it's I'm fun. Going big or going home on this one. Uh, so, since we got right up in the range there, uh, you said that it was a bonus action to give out the, the thick and juicy steak? Yep. So, I will lean forward as a bonus action and just chatting you know, <laughs> Drop it between the two mouths and you just see chomp, 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 chomp. Uh, so Bitterfang will now have plus five to strength checks, doubling his jump and move, and ex- increasing his... Just, just, just his jump. Oh, just doubling his jump. Yep. Um, but his push drag limits are increased greatly. Yes. So we just pick the demon lord up and walk away with him. <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to do for our primary. <laughs> drop it! Drop it! <laughs> uh, that's the bonus action. For my primary action, I'm going to cast Enlarge. Uh, on And again, uh, whenever I cast a spell with the ability called Same Soul, if I cast a spell on either one of us, both of us get it. So now we will both enlarge. Okay. Uh, for the purpose of this, it's going to take us from him having grown earlier. He's huge. Now he's going to become gargantuan. That's awesome. I'm going to become a, a medium-sized creature, so <laughs> I, can finally, I can finally get over those uh, junior high goblin fears. <laughs> so uh, that's my actual action action. 
and uh, for his action, he's going to make one bite attack to start. Um, pack tactics will kick in, so he'll have advantage on it. And we are at plus 10. So 28 to hit. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that first one, 28 to hit. Um, damage is going to be 2d6, plus 2d4, plus 8, plus another d4. Um, and we discussed, Bob and I discussed that there's no mention of whether or not the creature's attacks are considered to be magical. Uh, Bob has, in fact, ruled that because it is a creature of magical summoning that it will, in fact, be magical damage. So we're going to go ahead and go with that. Um, it's one of the things that I'd like to speak with the creator about to find out what they think. So, for 25 damage. Alright. And then he'll make a strength DC 13 save or be knocked prone from the bite attack. Alright. Uh, that's not a magical effect, that's just regular. So that was a nat 20. Okay, so he resists. Um, I did that because I'd like for him to be knocked prone so that I could gain advantage um, on this. That's incorrect because I already have advantage on that, don't I? Pack tactics. Pack tactics gives me advantage, but uh, grapple check, would that apply oh, to a grapple check? It would not, no. Didn't we say somewhere that I was going to have advantage on strength checks? I can do a plus five bonus to drink six, but not a victim. Plus five, yeah, plus five. Enlarge, enlarge is bonus. That's right, that's right. Thank you, Braden. Okay, and because he's enlarged, we will get yep. the advantage on that. So so one bite to knock him down, if I could knock him down, make it easier. But we'll go ahead and see if we can't just go ahead and get him into a grapple. And so that'll be, it starts at nine plus four, 14. 23. And I had a 14 plus 9, so it tied. It doesn't work then. Oh, all right. Man. All right, yeah. I guess that's it. After that, he is going to go ahead and use a legendary action to swipe at you, Mike. Uh, well, at Bearfang, excuse me. Oh. One attack. Uh, that is a with 16 plus 15. Yep. So, oh, yeah. Uh, or plus 12, excuse me. Uh, and he does... He does 21 plus 9, so 30 points of bludgeoning damage, plus plus 21 points of necrotic damage. So bludgeoning, due to his unassailable, the resist bludgeoning, so 30 goes down to 15. All right, Chark, it is your turn. Actually, he hasn't had a resist. He, he hasn't taken a reaction yet. We'll split that between the two of us. Okay. Okay, how far away exactly am I from Demo Booking? I think we've decided like 50 or 60 feet or something like that. I thought we were 30. Oh, 30, excuse me. That's right. 30. I apologize. It's 30. Uh, he attacked uh, me, so he takes, I don't know, a five points oh, five. The, uh, of the spikes. Okay. Yep, so 30 uh, feet. I would like to eat my veggie medleys too <laughs> and gain resistance to bludgeoning, necrotic, and psychic for the next minute. And as my action, can I use this boon of heroism? Yes, you may. Alright. Let, let me check on that real quick to see if it is a full action. I believe to activate a boon it is. Um, give me just two seconds. I should have looked that up beforehand because I remember I asked myself that very question. The boon lasts for one hour and I gain. Oh, this potion. Sorry. I'm not sure how long the boon lasts for, but I gain 10 temporary hit points and I'm under the effect of the blessed spell without concentration requirements, so that'll definitely help, because I seem to have an issue with hitting creatures with no weapon. It doesn't say what it takes to activate it. Um, 
Yeah, all it says is the charm allows you to give yourself the benefit of a potion of heroism oh, as an action. A benefit of a potion of heroism as an action. Once you do so, the charm vanishes from you. Alright. Uh, I will move back ten feet away from Demogorgon, just sort of keeping an eye over him. Okay. And that'll be my turn. Alright, he is going to gaze uh, real quick at Hamich. So, Hamich, I need a DC 23 wisdom save. Or you can avert your eyes, uh, at which point then you can't uh, uh, look at it until the start of your next turn. That's perfectly okay with that. Okay. So then uh, we move on to knock two. Alright, so for my action, I'm going to uh, take out one of my swords and run my hands along it, uh, imbuing it with icy energy. It's going to start to hover and do all kinds of weird stuff and eventually fly at the Demogorgon. Okay. And start beating the crap out of it. So it's going to make an attack roll. That's a 13 with my my flying icy sword. Not quite enough, no. Gordon <laughs> Caden, you bastard. <laughs> I don't roll any damage because I missed. And um, it says on here that I can uh, use my bonus action on each of my turns to move the sword up to 20 feet and to repeat that attack. So can I use my bonus action this round to do that? Do you think? Go for it. All right. That's a 12 to hit. No! Okay. <laughs> I've rolled under five so far this game, so let's see that. Looking good then. Oh, that goes. <laughs> it is now the Demigorgon's turn, and he is going to slash out twice, once at Bitterfang and once at Mike. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it will. That's a 23 to hit Bitterfang and a 28 to hit you, Mike. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Oh, thank you, Mike. Oh, damn. Give me those back. <laughs> uh, I think Micah just killed me by loading Bob. Good yeah, that's that's uh, 20. Plus nine, so that's 29 points of bludgeoning damage, and I need a constitution saving throw. Oh, was that against, uh, the one against me? Yes. Uh, Squig? Squig, yes. So we're starting at 29. And a con saving throw, huh? Yes. Oh, I have a plus two. <laughs> What's my target? Huh? 23. I, f- I physically can't make that happen. Do we still count 20s? Or yeah, I, I count out cat 20s. Okay. Listeners, help me with this. Good, good juju. No, that's a seven. <laughs> Your hit point maximum is reduced by that amount, and you cannot regain those hit points until you finish a long rest. Oh, wow. Okay, and so was that 29? Yeah. So that'll actually take me down to 41. And my maximum is, is reduced by 29. Yeah. So that'll be 59. Just put that in the corner there. And then the damage for uh, uh, Bitterfang, uh, it's 26 points, and I need the same con save. 26, was that bludgeoning? Yes. And all of his attacks do count as magic. Uh, he does take the uh, five points of damage, though. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay, and so Bitterfang makes his save uh, 14. Okay, then his hit points are reduced by 26. Oh. Wow. Actually, is it by the is it by the full amount or is it by the amount that he takes? The amount of damage taken. So, okay, so yep. thirteen. 
that awkward moment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that awkward moment. See, see, and I went into this thinking, I'm just going to charge in, bite him, knock him to the ground, swallow him. We all go home. That's, that's literally what I was thinking. Yeah. It's like, demon lord. And that one <laughs> scared. Just, just wait till he does get swallowed, because then he can attack from the inside. He's restrained. Oh, that is true. I think he can still attack. Restrained and blinded. Um, so that awkward But uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, so let's just focus yeah. on staying alive. That awkward moment uh, might be where I opted to not learn the recipe for the Earth World Slider. <laughs> which, at level 5, your hit point maximum cannot be reduced for the duration, and any pre existing reduction is suppressed into the recipe. Oh, uh, uh, and I have. I, okay, I have greater restoration for level 5. Uh, yeah, that'll slider. do it too. Uh, and just so you guys know, restrained a creature's speed becomes zero and it can't benefit from any bonuses to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage and the creature has disadvantage on deck saves. But since he's within you, it would be still <laughs> advantage so it can't... But then he'd, be, then he'd have disadvantage for being blinded. Correct. Uh, he has advantage because he has two hits, but... Uh, so it yeah, basically just people out. have to be a straight attack yeah, roll. pretty much. Alright, uh, then we move on to Hamage. Um... Plus two to AC is not going to help me. Have we been rolling the 2d6? Oh, no, you guys haven't. You guys re- no. uh, Mike, it won't work on you, though. Your trade points are reduced by that amount. <laughs> However, everybody else that has taken damage can re-roll two, can roll 2d6 at the end of your turn. So go ahead and everybody do that. Yay, I regained three hit points. Uh, two. Here. Wait, you took a, a tentacle attack, so right. you could regain yeah. the damage from that. I was going to make that... Wow, three. And remember, once per turn, you can also switch out for one of your allies to take a hit. Mike, you sure you don't want to switch out to have an ally take that hit? No, nah, well, no, because if you do that, like, oh, I found out yeah. there's bad stuff attached to it, yeah. maybe yeah. I should shuffle up. But from here on out, <laughs> yeah, for sure, fodder is as fodder does, for sure. Um, I am going to. I think I'm gonna do as little people do. And what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> hey, you're medium now. That doesn't count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stand around like this. Just wait, until you, wait, just wait until you find your uh, your 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 breakfast laced with bibbit cake. <laughs> um, <laughs> pork slave. <laughs> I've been building up my resistance for years. <laughs> Anywho, I think I'm going to be the brave, and we're going to draw one chef's knife and one the the drow dagger I've been toting around, and we're going to uh, I can't actually get close enough to it yet. So it's going to be two chef's knives, and I'm going to skirt around, moving in until I'm about 15 feet away, then kind of off to a side. And uh, throw a couple of knives at him. All right. Knife number one does not hit. <laughs> Knife number two probably will with a twenty-three. Yes, one point more than what you needed. What was the first attack roll? Two. <laughs> All right. That would have been that would have been an eleven. <laughs> Unless you can double the attack roll, I think we're uh, <laughs> and that will deal five six points of. Slashing damage to 
Alright. And actually, I'll just go ahead, since I haven't taken a bonus action, we will roll up another attack against him. I can't because I threw those. Yeah, you threw them. So it goes. If only you had the returning feature of the arcane thrower. <laughs> we can talk about that guy. <laughs> and now two six chef's knives. Alright, and actually, you know what? Since you threw a knife at him, he's got a range of exactly 15 feet with that tail sweep. So he's going to go ahead and sweep you. That is uh, plus 12, so that's an 18 to hit. <laughs> you know what's funny, Mike? What's funny, Micah? If I was building my battle pan, that would not have hit. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Hindsight 2020. I was about to say to I bet this comes up in the next turn. Uh, 34 points of bludgeoning damage. And... 17. And 26 points of necrotic damage. And you said 26? Correct. So 30 points total. Alright. Squig. Alright. Well, I'm going to put those boots of speed to use. That were, they were granted to me by the party a uh, session or two ago. Uh, I'm going to click those boots together. It's going to get me uh, get an extra attack. And I'm boots of speed just give you double the movement speed. Oh, you don't get the extra action? Nope, that's oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, then I guess I'm not going to do that. Um... So let's see here. I would like to get some resistance going, though. You say it's bonus action for the veggie stew? Yes. So I'll do bonus action, veggie stew, so now I'll have the resistance to bludgeoning necrotic target. Um, for my action, I'm going to go ahead and cast haste. Okay. Uh, targeting myself, and then anything targeting oh, me. Oh, that is so cool! You right? can double the haste. That I is get, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so now both myself and Fang are going to gain that. Fang, start of the turn, gains back his constitution bonus to health based on his regeneration feature, which my max is set to 99, so he's still got some room to get back up to that point. Um, so we'll go ahead and... <laughs> I just realized he can move 120 feet uh, around right now, because it was 60, and he's doubled it. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's why work. Mike and Nick named him Rocket Dog. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so. I think we're approaching Tracy territories on <laughs> speed. <laughs> I was actually physically teleporting. <laughs> I, it was so sad. I, I, you could take uh, like webbed feet as a mutation. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take flippers. Yeah. Just, just in... in uh, <laughs> In homage to <laughs> Tracy <laughs> Fisher, the <laughs> assaulted penguin. So, <laughs> all right, five so, brass knuckles that large. I know, right? All right, so now I kind of got lost uh, within all the silliness. I casted haste, uh, so now I get extra action, which I can take yes. an attack. Um, so we'll go ahead and give that a shot. We'll take the swing at this guy. We were talking about not having. I can take bonus actions I can, as a regular action. I can yes. then take a bonus action also, right? Yes. Uh, if that's the case, then let's go ahead and use it to feed the fireball truffle to all right to uh, Bitter Fang. So he'll have that DC 18 con. Anybody who's near him on a fail, they'll take 3d5 fire damage at the end of the turn, plus one half on a save. Um, and he turns within five feet. So we'll go ahead and use that. And then I'll use my nimble escape ability. May disengage. Oh, I've already taken my bonus action. I guess I'm in it. Yep. So, um, or you can take so. your personal move action to 
He would get an A off, though. Yeah, I'd just rather stand here and just get hit when he hits me. Um, so that's probably going to be it, though, I suppose, because I use reaction, bonus action. Point about Bitterfang. Uh, Bitterfang is going to have his three attacks. Now, party input, should I go ahead and try to get the grapple on to see if I can swallow this dude, or should I just go for straight-up damage the whole way around? Eat him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I mean that was committed to this. Eat him. Okay, so now as far as grappling goes, it says uh, you can make uh, multiple attacks with the attack action. You can this attack replaces one of them. Does that imply that you can only make one grappling check per round? Yep. All right, so we'll go ahead and make since I'm going to have two attacks plus the one from taste. We're going to go ahead and. So, I uh, only can make one grapple a check per round, so I'll have a 16 and a 13 for the bites. Oh, to hit? Yeah, Neither just for the bite hit. damage. Oh. And then for the grapple, however, this is plus 14. Wait, Mike, what? Pack tactics. Oh! Pack yeah, tactics. you have a Okay, what was that? That was a 9 and a 3? Yep. Yep. Okay, so... First attack won't hit. First attack doesn't hit, second attack. It'll be... There you go, 24? Yes. Alright, so some damage from that. 23, and then advantage, that's right, advantage on this because of the size. Uh, that'll be a 21. He right. rolled a 19. He rolled, he rolled a 19? No, no, he, he total of 19. So oh, he totaled 19. So we got him grappled. Okay. Yep. Alright, well let's read exactly how this stays. It's gonna eat demo Bogan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see. Swallow. Now, what happens when when the Demogorgon pops out of you like a like alien? The chest burster just oh, just wait. It's gonna oh, happen. Okay, now. I, I can't swallow him yet. Officially, the avatar makes one bite attack against a creature size smaller than itself that it is grappling. If the attack hits, the target is swallowed. So, what you should have done was try to grapple him first. I should have. And that's why you read your character class information before you commit what? to fighting it. Timmy Gorgon! What? So, well, he is at least, at the yeah. very least, he's down. So, yep. that's a thing. Alright, then. Uh, he's going to go ahead, then, and take a legendary action. And he is going to stare his, uh, shoot his gaze at Chark. I need a DC 23 wisdom save, Chark. I will definitely not avert my eyes, because I believe I am the most, uh, Intimidating creature here. Uh, yeah, I fail. <laughs> <laughs> you are stunned until the start of the Demigorgon's next turn, or until the Demigorgon is no longer within line of sight. So once he's swallowed, you're good to go again. Awesome. Knock two. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go over to Squig, and I'm going to use Greater Restoration to end one effect. Uh, the effect reducing his hit point maximum. Oh, so your hit points are back to normal. You don't regain any hit points, but the ceiling is where it should be. All right. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to attack again with Morden Kanan's Ice Sword. Oh, that nice. is a 28 to hit. Yes, that will hit. All right. So that's 3d10 damage. That is uh, 15 points of cold, ignoring any cold resistances. And As I said one. before... Awesome. And he did have cold resistance, so that definitely helped there. Yes, Micah? 
Michael Rennie's character sheet too. And just yeah, yes. <laughs> I know. A reminder to our listeners: always read your character information. <laughs> I remember that I could have been dusting with flour. Giving it, yeah. Which it, which is like fairy fire has the same effects as fairy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. It is now the Demogorgon's turn, and he isn't even going to bother to try and break free. He is instead going to turn both attacks on Bitterfang. Yup. <laughs> and he has advantage. That's a crit. Oh. I'll get. A, I'll roll that damage first, and then. Make that yeah. one hit an ally. Yeah. So you're gonna. Yep. You can his, make that one hit an ally once okay. per turn. Yeah. Um. I, honestly, I feel like that's something that I should do at this point, regardless, since we are engaged in a grapple. Um, okay. Although, from a narrative, yeah. I don't really see how that could be. Like, ah, this giant dog is like biting into my face. I'm gonna attack Fred. <laughs> <laughs> you. He goes to swing a tentacle down, and you pick up one of your allies on the ground and just throw him into it. That's pretty much what you're doing. Yeah. I. I am all about allowing that to happen. Um, all right. So then that. That is gone. Now the second attack. They'll uh, almost a crit. I rolled an 18 and a 19. Can we only do that once once per turn? Once per turn, okay. yep. Alright, now for the damage. What's his AC? His AC is 19. Uh, 30 points of bludgeoning damage, and I need a constitution saving throw. 23. So. Oh, that'll be 15 after the resistance taken down to... Make sure you're rolling that 2d6 of HP. Yes. Right. For your last Um. Round. Okay, you said con save? Correct. DC 23. Once again, I can't even... Because he uses my saves. It'd have to be a nat 20. Did you see it roll over? <laughs> there is the, the 20 right there. So that will be a fail. All right, then his health point maximum is reduced by that amount. So how much was it? By... Uh, tw- um, by 15. Yes, because he has resistance. By 15, so, from, so he went from 112 to 99. Now he's down to 84 as his maximum health. All right, Hamich. Okay, first things first. I am going to uh, move in for... I'm going to use my bonus action to uh, lob some some, some uh, cake flour all over him, just in case things don't go that way. Actually, actually, I'm going to lob sugar syrup all over him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going places I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> right, I'm going to attempt to... Um, I'm going to turn into a jello wrestling match. <laughs> Do you have lime? That is a 20 to hit. Uh, not quite enough, no. What would the sugary syrup do? Um, he's restrained until the end of his next turn. Oh! That's a ranged attack. So, um... Then I'm just going to move in and uh, with a chef's knife and a drow dagger laced with crumb poison, just go to sticking him. First attack is a 20 lot to hit. (laughs) Yeah, it's 20 lot hits. (laughs) For six points of slashing damage. Alright. And then... 
a 20 even while not hit. No, not quite. So he does not get poisoned. I, uh, I give you an acumen for that last one. So, Rum, I again what that does. Plus 5. That Plus will be a 25 okay. to hit. Which, no. Oh, you can't, Braden. Uh, you're stunned until the start of his next round. Oh, that's... Didn't, oh, wasn't it the end of his turn? Oh. The end of the Demigorgon's next turn. Didn't he have his turn already? Yeah, because uh, he currently attacked... He, uh, yeah, he attacked me twice Demi- and gave one off to Demogorgon. That's right, yep. No, I thought that gaze was on his turn that he did, but that might have been one of his legendary actions. Now I don't remember. Yeah, it was yeah. a legendary action. Okay, yep, no, then you're dead. Squeak, I think. That's it was right. Squeaks, turn, I missed my turn. That's right. Alright, so from the drow poisony dagger... He will take probably no damage because the Drow Dagger is not magical yet. Uh, Drow Dagger is at plus one. Oh, that's right, it was. I forgot yep. to write it down. So that is a eight points of piercing damage. All right. And he will succeed on his DC 12 con save. <laughs> I almost guarantee it. Just on the off chance. Yeah, that's a 26. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like I said, it, it, it costs me nothing to make the attempt. Exactly. All right. I like to think that as uh, Hamish was throwing this sugar syrup all over Demogorgon, this song started playing in his mind. <laughs> oh my god. This is definitely going places I'm not comfortable with. Woo! Oh, Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, now he's going to take a legendary action and turn his beguiling gaze on to Bitterfang. I have a question about his legendary action. Yes. Um, and I, I need to step back because I forgot the fireball truffle. Gotcha. He needs to take damage for that, and yep. so do I, Squig, because I wasn't able to retract and move away. So yep. I'm an honest player. I'll own up to my mistakes. Um, does that count also for his legendary actions then? Or is it just his actual turn? The, the legendary action doesn't necessarily count as his turn, right? No, yeah. The Demigorgon can take two legendary actions, choosing from the options below. Only one action option can be used at a time, and only at the end of another okay. creature's turn. All right, so before we jump to him, um, what was it 3d4 plus 5? Correct. All right, so for him, I rolled three ones. Eight fire damage. All right. Now He's watch resistant. what happens when I roll the damage. Which he'll actually have to roll to save against it, too. Oh, it is a DC 18 on save. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, he saved. Okay. So then he'll take half of So, four damage. And then me, watch this. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, nine. (laughs) Nine plus five, 14 damage. So I'll drop down to... I'm going to say that on the air. So, guys, I'm not going to lie. I just don't like I use it. Yeah. So now you can move on to his legendary action. All right. I need a DC 23 wisdom saving throw from Bitterfang. Wisdom. All right. Because that's actually one that I... Um... 12 and 9 is 21, he fails. Oh, okay. He is stunned until the start of the Demigorgon's next turn. He is stunned until... This might be another good time for a, uh... Acumen. I use my reaction on Flotion. No, I was actually going to say, uh, for our, uh, our waterbender to, uh, remove a stunned condition. Alright, we're on to Squig and Bitterfang. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. 
Uh, start of the turn, Fang will regain four health from his constitution modifier. Up to 69, away from his new top level, 84. And don't forget right. you guys heal 2d6 every round. <sighs> Thank you. For Fang, that's another seven. I forgot to do that on my last six. And for me, another seven. All right, so... God, there's so many upkeeps going on right now. <laughs> it reminds me of playing Magic the Gathering, like looking left to right, like upkeeps, but I have an upkeep. All right, so Fang is stunned, so he can't do anything. I'm going to use the disengage action, uh, the, the nimble escape disengage as a bonus action. So I'm going to pop off and move behind. How long are these Fang attacks? They're... Okay, his tentacles. Uh, you, you think he can reach about ten feet with his tentacles, but okay. his tail is slightly longer, so about fifteen feet with the tail. Okay, so with Fang being fifteen foot by fifteen foot creature, if I'm standing directly opposite them, he won't be able to reach me with that. Correct. So I'm going to go ahead and Fred Flintstone the Abba Dabba down the hill and <laughs> pop down. That's uh, so my bonus action to disengage, so no opportunity attack. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast a. I'm going to cast Fire Shield on both of us. Um, I'm going to back up the 20 feet. That way I can... I'm, I'm, I'm not taking that extra fire damage from him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it's actually not... The name of the spell is Fire Shield, but I'm going to use the Cold Shield. Uh, so, whenever attacked... Uh, I, I'll just go ahead and read it real quick. Um, it is a 10-foot radius of light. Uh, fourth level spell, by the way. Resistance to fire or cold damage chosen when you cast. Uh, on a hit, the enemy takes 2d8 damage of whatever type of the the deal is. So, like, if you put up a cold shield, then you're resistant to fire, and when you're hit, they deal cold damage back, and that is 2d8. And that doesn't say that there's a save. So, we're going to cast that on both of us. And then, as my bonus action, or not my bonus action, I can make an attack. I... You know, I got that Wanda webs. <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, what is it, Dex, or what is it? Is that? Yeah, I had a feeling that, that was going to be full. Um, is that going to be listed? I, I didn't even look at it. Okay, uh, then that's a sixteen. Is that listed in? Dean's yeah, Dean's Wanda webs. I didn't even take a picture of that. <laughs> yep. Now Wanda Web shoots the web spell. At a creature, uh, the DC on that is, uh, let's see here, Wand of Webs, uh, DC is only a 15, so he was able to get away from it. Okay. <laughs> Someone used to hit him with a bane. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, My next, I'm gonna try to slow Alright, Chark, it is your turn. Alright, I am finally having my turn. I, uh... Move 30 feet forward towards him, so I'm 10 feet away from him, and I will whip him with my bone whip. Alright. I want you to play that music again. (laughs) 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 Oh, Lord. Um, That is a 29 to hit. Yes, that does hit. Okay. He takes 14 points of slashing damage or magical. Alright. And I will use my bonus action to crack the whip again and attempt to break his will. Okay. So he needs to make a, uh, a charisma saving throw. That was a 17 plus 7. Does he get advantage on non magical saves? It's I think a, it's. 
Isn't it a magical effect? No, it's not magical. Oh, okay. Then he only gets one. Let me re-roll that, just to be fair. That was an at 20, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know. And... That will be my turn. Alright, then. Um, He's gonna go ahead and use a legendary action, and he is going to... It's basically just Chark or Bitter Fang, but since Bitter Fang is stuck there... Uh, he's just gonna swipe at Bitterfang. He stuns, so he gets advantage. I rolled two tens, uh, but that's still 22 to hit. Uh, 20, or, uh, 36 points of bludgeoning damage because of the plus nine. And 23 points of necrotic damage. And then it'll be knocked two. Okay, so on that hit, we'll do five points from his spikes and 2d8 from his fire shield. Yep. Uh, so, five plus nine. All right. On to knock two. Yeah, so I've got a couple options for things I can do this round. I have a couple spells I can pop, but they're, um, like, healing auras and they're concentration, so I can only have one of them up at a time. One of them is Aura of Purity, which will give us resistance against, um... Saving throws that would cause blindness, charm, deafness, frighten, paralysis, poison, and stun. And you can't become diseased, you have resistance to poison damage, and yeah. Otherwise, there's Aura of Life, which um, we would all have resistance to necrotic damage, and our hit point maximum could not be reduced, which it seems to happen a lot. (laughs) That might be particularly... uh... Otherwise, I can keep my Ice Sword up and um, do an attack roll every bonus action that does 3d10 cold damage. Um, so whatever you guys think would be most useful, I think Order of Life is sounding the best to me, but yeah. What do you guys I think? agree to that. Yeah, that's probably... We need... We need. Just looking over, Mike's Mike's uh, hit point maximums are slowly making <laughs> their way down. Slowly, <laughs> give me another round. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna take Aura of Life then. So resistance to necrotic damage, everyone, and your hit point maximum cannot be reduced. Does that stack with previous oh. resistances to necrotic? It doesn't. If oh. only. Yep. Okay. And then as my bonus action, I'm gonna pop my title conduit. So. Um, yeah, I'll be able to heal people a little bit more effectively, and I can use my... Uh, I have a reaction ability that I can use that gives me a chance to just block an attack against one of you guys if I'm within range, so I'll try to take advantage of that. Keep you alive. Alright, on then to the Demigorgon. <laughs> so, Demigorgon is once again going to just beat the crap out of Bitterfang. Uh, that will hit with a 24, and that one will hit as well with way more than that. And those are the D12s. So, uh, the hit point maximum can't be reduced anymore, can it? Nope. Yep, so don't worry about the saving throw. Um, but he's still going to take, uh, 33 points of bludgeoning damage for the first one. And... 30 points of bludgeoning damage for the second. Okay, so we had discussed that we were going to go ahead and use the first opportunity to use one of those guys. Yep. So that first one, we'll go ahead and have that be another another minion. Okay. Okay, so the second one you said was 30? Yes, 30 even. 
bludgeoning, so 15 takes him down to... Ouch, he's at 20. Alright, and then it's Hamish's turn. Hold on, at the end of his turn he will take uh, damage from two Fireball Truffle Ores. Okay. So it's a saving throw. Oh, are you right up on him with yours? Yep. That one definitely will hit because I put the bat Ooh. All right. 15 fire damage from mine. Okay. And the second one will save. And it's, it's 3, 6, 7, 8, 13. Half that down to 6. Okay. And then his resistance will take it down to 3. Oh, yeah. Duh. Resistance. Thank you. How does that... Did we all have a potion of heroism, or was that just one person? Everybody has a boon of heroism, that, or a charm of heroism, that they can use in, in, as an action. How does that work? Yeah. It's, it's, you it's, start to regain health. No, it's, it's, it, it acts as a potion of heroism, Yeah. which I just had that up and lost it. It does... You gain, yeah, you gain 10, 10 points and then bless on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you get a plus a d4 too. Yep, all attacks and saving throws. Okay. Okay, uh, and then Hamish, it's now on to your turn. So, for my primary action, I'm actually going to use my potion of heroism. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, five damage from oh. the uh, yep, spikes. Thanks. And then uh, we're going to uh, make this attempt to uh, drizzle him in molasses-y goodness again. Ow, 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 ow! That is a 23 to hit. Yes, that will hit. And just in case, F that to a 26. <laughs> oh, and so, on the because it's an attack roll, there is no saving throw this time around. Yep. So he is restrained until the end of my next turn, or until the wow. end of its next turn. Um, so, basically, almost until my next turn. Okay. Um, he can use its. He can use his action. To make a strength check, DC 18 to break free. But that being said, he is restrained for all of us to do whatever the heck we want to him. All right. Hell yeah. Sweet. He is then going to go ahead and, even though he's restrained, use his uh, bonus action to, or not his bonus action, his legendary action to gaze at, uh, let's go with Bitter Fang once again. Oh, God. So, what was that? We need... Uh, 23 con save. 23 con. All right. We're looking for that natural 20. Uh, I don't think that's it. No, nope, that's, nope, that's a 20. There's a 2 in it. Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, you can also have the D4 for the bless, because it's a saving throw. <clears throat> but I don't think 4 will matter, will it? Okay. Cool. Uh, well, uh, sorry. Uh, do you need a plus 5, potentially? I, I rolled a 2, so <laughs> that gives me yeah. a grand total of... <laughs> <laughs> okay, it has to be a lot of reactions yeah. to cover that distance. <laughs> then Bitter Fang is stunned. He's stunned again, huh? Yes. All right. We then move on to Squig. At the start of Bitter Fang, in my turn, he'll regain four up to 24. That's regain. And then at the start, we're going to gain the 2d6 from the healers. Okay, so start of the turn. Uh, Squig's going to go ahead and scoot in. Uh, he's going to scoot into it. Okay. So he'll be in the range of that uh, of the fireball truffle for the for the time being, but you have to end your turn in it. Yep. So he's going to step forward and use one of my fourth level spell slots to heal. So forty-eight plus twenty. Try to just at the very least, Bitterfang is just a rock 
solid tank right now, just like uh, 10, 15, 19 health back to him. So that was, I move forward, move action, I cast as that, and then as my second action, I can use items. Should I go ahead and use that potion if they're that uh, boon at this point? Super handy. Yeah, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. And so what did you say was the benefit to that? You gain 10 temporary hit points and you gain the effects of bless. It's a good thing that my kink munitions hit with that attack, because actually I couldn't, I can't use that because I used my potion of heroism. Okay. So he's not restrained. Okay. He is no longer restrained. That was my mistake. I'm sorry, people. Okay. Please don't. Please don't crucify me. All right. And then as a bonus action, because we did a move, we did an action, we did a haste action. As a bonus action, I will disengage again. That's okay. My, my nimble escape. And Bitterfang will just sit there. All right. Being hot. Yes. Time for another legendary action. He is going to go ahead and do a tail whip at... Um, let's see, who is it within 15 feet? Dave, I think you're the only one, right? Yep. Yeah, good luck. Okay. One. Well, Mike might not be anymore. No, because that was my disengage. That's Got true. me back out of the 15... Or out of the... And I rolled a one, so that will be the groan. Uh, that is a 20-something. And you will take... Where's my D10s? 29 points of bludgeoning damage, and 14, 22 points of necrotic damage. And then it is Chark's turn. Alright. I have will whip at him. Seductively, of course. Bob just about got NOS all over his, uh, yeah. not module. Almost bit my drink out. <laughs> Ah, that's going to be exactly 23 to hit. Yes, that will hit. Oh. He takes, I deal extra damage because I hit him in my last turn. So he takes this turn 19 points of magical slashing damage, and I will use my bonus action again to attempt to break him. Okay. (laughs) All right, he needs to make a Christmas set throw. That was a 10. However, he's going to use his legendary resistance to instead uh, save. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. That will... I will actually move back to Noctu. All right. I have the uh, Viper's Coil so he cannot make um, attacks opportunity against me since I've attacked him. Awesome. And either way, he would be making it a disadvantage because I am within five feet of him. Very true. Noctu... Yeah, uh, how's everyone doing on health? I am doing okay. <laughs> I can use some healing. Uh, <laughs> uh, heal the demon lord. 59 out of 88. And 50, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to say that already. No, you're fine. <laughs> on a, a scale, scale of, of 1, one to 88. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm about half, and then I'm less than half. Okay, I will um, do some cooler mass healing spells next round, then. I'll try and... Uh, Use my defensive reactions to do stuff. For now, I'm going to use uh, Abi Dalzine's Horrid Wilting, which is as brutal as it sounds. It is a con save. Uh, that is a 24. Okay, he passes. He only takes 68. <laughs> okay. So that is 9, 13. Um. 19, 22, 26 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Which he probably resists. 
but it's 26, you said? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything as a bonus action or anything? Uh, no, I can't really do much for bonus action. All right, it is on to his turn, and that attack, Dave, was enough to bring him down to bloody weed. Oh. So, um, he is going to go ahead then and lash out twice. I'm going to do this correctly and roll to see who. So it would be between uh, the Grung and Bitterfang and, uh, yeah, just the Grung and Bitterfang. Uh, so that is one odd, one even. So you each get one. Uh, and that would be a 23 for the Grung. And, oh, he would have advantage against um, Bitterfang because Bitterfang is stunned. Not by much. Uh, 17. Uh, actually, no, he's not. Okay, he misses once. But the Grung still takes. On one hand, I'm actually kind of sad about that because the fire shield is one of yeah. the only ways I'm dealing damage right now. Exactly. 38 points of bludgeoning damage and uh, hit point manspun cannot be reduced, so that doesn't matter. Half of 38 is 19. Yep. Okay, we then move on to... That was his actual turn turn? Yeah, that was his turn okay, turn. so fireball trumples? Yep. Yes. Con? Okay, DC that's a 18 24, and a... That one will hit with a 10. So, Mike, I'll take your full damage. I'll resist Next one. Okay, I'll take only one from the ground. How only one? Oh, crap. So two, two. three, four, plus five is oh. nine. So half of half would be two. Okay. All right. And I had a 10. Okay. All right, we then move on to Hatch. All right, so now we're going to have a little bit of fun because these are attacks and I have the extra attack feature. We're going to start off with a flower bomb. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, first now on in the game. And we are going to use our extra attack to uh, retry that flower. Actually... I got you with the acumen if you want. Um, that, uh, the, the acumen won't help on that one. Um, we're gonna try sugar syrup. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I know, right? Plus five won't hit. No, unfortunately not. I'm, not, I'm, I'm slinging sugar and flour everywhere, but not where I wanted to go. Alright, he's gonna Both go. Plus five. 12 plus Was 5 will not. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it went his back. Nope. Alright, he's gonna go ahead and make a tentacle or a tail whip attack at. Uh, that was odd, so that will be Mike. Or Bitter Fang. Yeah. Uh, that will hit with a uh, 26. Yep. I'm gonna use my Kaya's uh, defense as a reaction, so make a deck save. DC 18. Uh, magical effect? What? Is it a magical effect? I'm not sure if it counts as magical. Is it a spell that you're doing? or? Um, it's a it's a class ability. It's a reaction that it's part of my title conduit, so I guess it probably would count as magical okay. effect. That was a nat 20 then, so... Alright. I can throw dice around. Is there any benefit if they, if they make the save? Uh, no. If they make the save, then it basically just... Actually, I didn't do anything. So that is uh, 37 points of bludgeoning damage, and uh, 27 points of necrotic damage. Oh my god. 
And then it is Squig and Bitterfang's turn, and Bitterfang is no longer stunned. It's a good thing okay. we have those resistances. So, well, he doesn't have the resistance to Necrotic. Wouldn't he from his aura? Yep. Tell me again. Yeah, he has resistance. Necrotic. Oh, yep. fantastic. Everyone around. Yep, and his hit point maximum cannot be lowered. So he goes from 53 to 119. Ouch. Uh, so five points of damage from the spikes, yep. and two to eight points of damage from the cold shield. Seven. Slowly but surely. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, then we move to us, and he, he regains four up to 23. That's um, where hit points after my last turn. Yes. I feel like I just gotta keep doing what, what I've been doing. I'll step up and I will spend my last fourth level spell to heal for 48 plus 4. 8, 9, 14, 18 points back to him. So 41. So we did a move, we did an action as the bonus action. I really don't know what to do. Like, I can't cast a spell with that one, can I? That bonus action. Uh, have you, you already cast a spell? Once? I did cast a yep. spell. Um, wow, like the Wanda Web was like a thing. Um, I have a crossbow, but I'd have to pull it out. Like, I gave you a bullseye suit, didn't I? Yeah. You can use, use a bonus action to feed an ally. So you can dump that down Bitterfang's throat to give him a plus seven, seven to his next attack. Is that within one round or just the next attack he makes? It, it lasts for a round, but it's the next thing. My concern is he keeps becoming stunned, so... he's It's already your turn, so he won't be stunned this round. Oh, it, oh is Bitterfang going to be able to hack yeah, this round? Yeah. He, oh! Okay, yep. good. It ended at uh, the then, Gorgon's turn. So yeah, and you can use an action as a bonus action. I mean, and it's a yep. bonus action, just do that. Okay, well so, then, yeah, let's do that. Bullseye. We'll feed him. And then pop the disengage. Alright, to get out of there. And then we go to Bitterfang. So Bitterfang had, like we said, we'll read through it again to make sure, is he's not currently grappled though. No. That's why we might not want to do it. Oh no, you know what? He never broke away from the grapple. He still oh, he never did? No. I just Even while you were stunned, he, he never broke out of the grapple. Yeah, okay. he would have to use his action to do it, and I just kept beating the crap out of you guys. So he oh, crap, so I, I could have been rolling advantage on stuff that I haven't done. My bad. Okay, so the what is it? What's he called again? The demigorgon. Yes, he demigorgon. is still officially grappled. Yep. Okay, so, you've got so three chances to swallow it. Where the avatar makes one bite attack against a creature one size smaller than itself. Uh, it is grappling, so we qualify. If the attack hits, the target is swallowed and the grapple ends. The swallow target is blinded and restrained. So. <clears throat> So that is an attack. But you will have 10 advantage plus on. 7, and we have advantage. Oh boy. So that's going to be plus 17. That's a 19, so 36. That hits. To successfully bite a creature that I am grappling. Um, if it hits, the target is <laughs> swallowed. Okay. And, oh. and the grapple ends. The swallowed target is blinded and restrained. So when blinded... Uh, Auto-fail, sight-dependent checks, disadvantage to your attacks, hostile has advantage, and restrain. Speed zero, no bonus, your attacks and deck save have disadvantage, hostile has advantage. Yep. Um, Okay, so the swallowed creature, blah, 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 
It has total cover against attacks and other effects outside the avatar, and takes 10 slash 3d6 acid damage at the start of each of the avatar turns. The avatar can have only one target swallowed at a time. Okay. So I just ate a Demigorgon. Yes, you did. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying there just with my ladle, like, well... Um, now, my question is, Spike's obviously only on the outside. Fire shield, does that apply to him? In, it would apply in, on the inside, very technically. Okay, so... Rules as written, he is within the range. Plus your, uh, your, 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 your uh, uh, firewall truffle. Yep. It's <laughs> Yep. Okay, so 10 d At the start of each of the Avatar's turn, so that'll start next turn. Next yep. turn. All right. Okay. Chark, it is your turn. Holy crap. He swallowed, so I'm not saying. <laughs> nope, he is 100% disappeared, which makes absolutely no sense, but we'll go with it. <laughs> well, we know where he is, but we just can't get to him. Exactly. I mean, are you going to try to go through right. Bitterfang to get to this guy? I just had this vision of Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> <laughs> I have single-handedly defeated the beast! Yeah. <laughs> Heck, that sounds awesome. Can I get into Bitterfang's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> you can only swallow one creature at a time. That's right, I yeah. can only... Even though I have two mouths, you only have one stomach. Exactly. Right, I'm going to move up to Bitterfang, and I will ready hold my action to attack uh, once Demogorgon... Yeah, Demogorgon reappears. Make sure you are about five feet away from him. I'll yeah. Potentially. <clears throat> so I can look at it. Yeah, yeah, you have a radius or a range of ten, so you should be good. Knock two, it is your turn. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, sorry, Brady. No, uh, that'll, that'll be it. Yeah, so I can just do mask your rules. Whatever you guys want to do. At this point, I mean, he's blinded. He's resisting. He's he's still going to do damage on the inside of Bitterfang. Mm-hmm. So topping off the group and then just making sure that Fang stays alive. And then because he's gonna he's gonna take three d four plus five yeah. mm-hmm. and two uh, d eight damage and three d six damage turn. So at this point it's a waiting. Okay, I will use mass cure wounds on everyone. So that is three d eight plus five healing. Oh, so that is twenty two points of healing for everybody. Okay, Bob, it's I'm ten points above my maximum HP now. I'm full. Would he be able to heal one of our healers, saying that maybe we have another use of uh, the sort of redirecting the attack? Since you guys still have eight of them left you haven't used, probably not. Um, I might have allowed it in a desperate type situation like last one, but you guys, I, I don't think we're going to get eight more rounds in this before you guys finish the Demigorgon off. Okay. Just wait, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I don't think we're going to make that many rounds, so... Okay, uh, Mike's giving me a funny look. So then, uh, Noctu, anything else as a bonus, or just... No, that'll be it. Demigorgon's turn. He is going to attack from inside. Uh, It cancels out. I have single-handedly slain the beast! (laughs) Yes. Uh, So that is a 21 to hit. And that's way over 20. Um, so... Starting off with base 18... Oh, wait, no, resistance. Your attacks have disadvantage while we're He has advantage, though, I oh. think, for... So no, he uh, technically rules is written. He wouldn't have advantage from within, even though it doesn't make sense why he would. So uh, let me roll those with disadvantage. Uh, that, oh, that would have been a crit. Um, so that is still on that one. Uh, 
anyway, that would have been uh, still on that one a 23, and then on this one a nat 1, so that wouldn't hit. So rolling that damage, uh, base 9, uh, that's 18, uh, uh, 21, 22, um, plus 11, so that's 33 points of bludgeoning damage um, from the one attack. 17. And obviously he can't make a gaze attack because he has to have line of sight. Then we move on to Hamich. Who's the ladle? My knives! They are in the beast's stomach! <laughs> well, I told you you wouldn't have to feed him. <laughs> I wasn't... I, I was not questioning that. So, I am going to, um... Look and see if there's anything I can do. I will... Oh, he takes damage. From the fire stuff. Oh, right, end of his turn. 3, 4, plus 5. I'm not within range of him anymore, so it's just him. Okay, so just plus five. 12 fire damage from the fireball truffle. Okay. And 8 damage, for cold, 8 cold damage. Actually, Mike, how are you personally doing on hit points? Uh, Swig is actually back up to 81. Okay. He's doing fine. And everyone else is doing fine. I am in a good spot, so no point in doing schnitzels. <laughs> I ain't doing schnitzel this round. So I think I am just going to uh, hold on to my shorts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> holding, on, holding your action in for something to happen? Yeah, that's all I can do. Okay. Squig and Bitterfang. Okay, uh, Bitterfang will start off by regenerating four points, taking a drop up to Um... Then at the start of oh, sorry, it was at the, yeah at the start of the avatar's turns. It's three d six acid damage. Yep, it was tummy time. <laughs> uh, Ten acid damage. Uh, all right, on the interior. Um, is his. Uh, Squig will go ahead and pop a third level spell and heal. Cast cure wounds. Four, 8 plus 4, 12. Back to Fang, putting him to 62. Right. And I think that is all that I can do. You still have the uh, the, the, the sausage. That will let you, you, you use it to regain a spell slot up to a third level with um, a contract. Yeah, I actually still have a fourth level spell slot. No, I don't. I don't. So we use that. Um, bonus action to do that? Yep. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. We'll regain one use. So it'll be, well, it's a DC 13 uh, cost, contract to regain, to attempt to regain. Oh. Well, it's, it's 13 for a third level, 12 for a second, 11 for a first. So do I have to declare the spell that I want and then make the check, or do I just make the check and whatever I get, I can get that spell? I think you have to declare first... Let's go for the fourth. We'll make it a fourteen. It's more than my. Well, you can only go up to third because. We oh, have... I thought you said fifth. Nope. Oh, okay. So then thirteen, I suppose. And Eleven plus nine. So there we go. He gets indigestion instead. All right, and from we'll go ahead. That'll be the end. All right, so from within, he is going to attack. Advantage. That'll still hit though with a eighteen. Uh, no, 19. no. Okay. 
Though it is kind of silly, you know. It's just like yeah, I know, right? I mean, well, how do you not? But but honestly, the way that I view this, because uh, I can rationalize pretty much everything, is that the confines of being within such a tight area, exactly. just, there's no room to really create full motion. Oh, uh, that was a nine, not a six. Sorry. So then that would hit uh, with a twenty-one. No oh. disadvantage, Bob. Yeah, I know. Oh. I rolled two. Uh, I got a nine and uh, something. I'll re-roll just to be sure. And that one was a six, so we'll go with that then. So okay. it did not hit. So, uh, so he was that his turn or his legendary action? That was a legendary action. Okay. He can't use the other one because he can't stare at anybody. So, Chark, it is your turn. Just gonna hold your action still? Yeah, all well, my damage dice just reset, I just realized. Um, yeah. How, how much longer do you have on this enlarge? Um, it's one minute. How many rounds has it been? I haven't been keeping track. I kept track for the first two. Yeah, I think we're getting pretty darn close to... So here's how I can figure this out. Track the number of rounds that I gained just for health. I, I ate my, um... I got my resistances five rounds ago now. Um, yeah, and I have, I have matching that. I have five gains of okay. four health, so I, or I think that's a pretty solid... Yep. I'll I would even be willing to go up to six just to be... We'll go with five. That's not a problem. All right, uh, Chark, then. Uh, hold your action, or what would you like to do? Uh, I will... Can I hold the command? Yeah. Okay. I Do I have to spend the will dice to issue it, then? I think it's I think it's the same as uh, uh, hold action. It doesn't occur until uh, whatever condition is meant to do it. Okay, I'll just, I'll just hit him with an uh, I'll hold an attack in case he emerges. Uh, okay. Knock two. Um, I'm just gonna pop a little uh, mass healing word. Just top people off. If you got anything? Um, so that's a D4 plus five for up to six creatures. So much at one. So eight points of healing. So I am now back up to full. Swig is back to full. All right. So erase all this damage and start over. <laughs> and he is going to. Then, from within the belly of the beast, strike twice. That won't hit. <laughs> that would have been a crit, but it will still hit with uh, 26. Uh, that's 40, 12, plus 9, so that's 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Wow, I rolled like shit. That's 19 points of bludgeoning damage. So let's uh, round up to 20 down for 10. Alright, then back on to damage. <laughs> I can't believe this was happening. I know. <laughs> what is a good recipe for this situation? I'm starting to have ideas. <laughs> but I should not express them out loud in case it uh, offends my godly friend. Have you ever had breast work? <laughs> and we start the PvP. Have you ever had demons? <laughs> Have you ever had demon stuff braced work? Yeah, I was thinking the term demon ducking or yeah. demon work like, like oh, a turd ducking. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Have you seen? There's a picture uh, that somebody stuffed an octopus inside a, inside a turkey, and it's called "Turn What the Fucking." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to. Uh, Research new recipes whilst I continue holding my action. Alright, he's gonna go ahead then a legendary action from the inside. That will definitely hit. Oh, uh, wait, Bob, did you take your uh, 
cold shield and no, I didn't fireball damage. Do that damage. That's at the end. The end of his turn. Yeah. Yeah, and it's already been the end. Oh, because I yeah. just I just held my action on my turn, so yeah. So you'll roll four and hit okay. damage on him. Four cold and thirteen fire. Okay. However, that applies. All right, uh, and then you would have taken 35 points of bludgeoning damage and 19 points of necrotic damage. And then we'd move on to Squig and Bitterfang. Back down to 32. So he will heal up to 36. We'll mark down one more round of the enlarge. Um, Third level heal for Squig. 6, 10, 14, putting him back up to 50. Uh, spell usage. Um, let's see here. We've eaten... Oh, I guess technically I did eat your double sausage. He uh, ate my double sausage. So, start of the Avatar's turn. 3d6 acid damage. For 16. Holy crap. That's a good roll. He's getting way down there in HP. All right, um, and I believe that's it. Okay. Uh, Chark. Just I, uh, walk, I walk to the front of Bitterfang's mouth, and I look up to him and shriek, and I say, um, open your mouth, walk. And I put my arms up, ready to be swallowed with my whip in hand. <laughs> Sadly, I, I, I can't swallow a second creature. Yeah, one at a time. Well, Chalk will definitely hold that regardless to try. <laughs> just, right. just stay uh, away from five feet, otherwise you'll take damage from the from the, uh, the truffle. Yep. Oh, which I need that damage. Well, that happens at the end of its turn. I know, but don't, doesn't some also happen at the end of uh, Bitterfang's turn that I take um, damage from the... No. The acid is at the beginning of oh, his turn. Oh, yeah, the acid. Yeah, yeah, the the acid is at the beginning of my turn, and the truffle and the... That's right. The, and the fire shield is only... Oh, no, he, when he hits. Yep. All right, knock two, then. I... Uh, I guess I can... Uh, cure wounds on um, Bitterfang. Always a good decision. Yep. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to cast that... Uh, slowly dissolving a demon. Don't <laughs> you also get the 2d6 of healing on Bitterfang? Yes! When he started his turn. I didn't even do that before. But I'm top five. Seven. I just like to think Bitterfang had like rolled over on his back and everybody gave him these tummy rubs. Like, oh, there's a good boy. There's a good boy. Alright, so that's going to be uh, 19 points of healing for Bitterfang, and then with one of my class abilities, I can heal two people instead of just one for that, so if anyone else needs healing, um... I'm top I'm full. Okay. I love this really difficult battle you guys are currently fighting. (laughs) Real nail-biter right now. Alright, Demigorgon is going... He really shifted gears. I know, right? As soon as he got... the swallow happened. If I had more legendary resistances, this wouldn't have happened, but I was only allowed one because of the demon battle ahead of time. Alright, um... The disadvantage, that's a 20 even. And a nat 1. So only one will hit. That's base uh, 9. Ooh, that's 29 there. Uh, that's 38 points of bludgeoning damage uh, from that tentacle. All together? Uh, yeah. So that's 19 bludgeoning after resistance. 
And then we move on to Hamage. I need that damage for the uh, for his turn. Okay, so end of his turn, he'll take the damage. Oh, okay, right. He struck me, so 2d8 fire, or 2d8 cold. Yep. So 11. Okay. And the end of his turn, 6 plus 5, 11 fire damage. Okay. Okay, we then move on to Hamish. Does anybody want to have a red chest sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just starting to cook. Okay. Just because it's bored. That's all I can <laughs> exactly. do. Exactly. Squig and Bitterfang. Uh, all right. So we started off. We're going to heal to 61. We're on round 7 of Enlarge Reduce. And round 7, actually 6 of the Truffle. Um, spend that last third level slot to heal for 3 8 plus 4. It's 10, 14, 18 to 79. Um, start of the Avatar's turn, 3d6 acid damage, 412. Okay. He's getting way down there in health points. And I, that's, that's all that I've got. He will then strike out from within the belly of the beast again. Uh, that's uh, 17. Not enough. No. Alright then, uh, Chark, continuing to beg to be eaten. I just looked up something. I am going to ask Bitterfang. Open your mouth. You want me to spit him out? No, just open your mouth. Okay. <laughs> oh god, I think I know what's gonna happen. Fang looks back with one head, and I'm like, Can I? <laughs> Shrug my shoulders. Uh, so yeah, he so opens his mouth wide. Can Demogorgon hear me? Yes. If I shout at that. Yes. <laughs> Wait, no, blinded, and deafened, or just blinded? Just, just blinded. blinded. Damn it. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. He's now holding open like the lion tamer. The creatures just have to be able to hear me. Yeah. Uh, activate what? my command. So I'm going to attempt to break his will from the front of the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> What's the same? Uh, DC 18 charisma saving he failed. <laughs> he is feeble-minded. <laughs> For an hour. <laughs> this is where... <laughs> Go ahead. Like the big charge, just like, get out of here and face me now! Just screaming and cracking his whip around. <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. And at this point, having his will broken, and he is no longer able to really do anything at all, and he will be dead next round due to health points, he is slowly digested, and this is the end of this episode of the Homebrew Review. God, what just happened? This is almost as bad as the Emerald Spire episode, not gonna lie. Oh, I'm, I'm conflicted, like, I'm, I'm equally overjoyed, but I'm, I kind of like feel like I <laughs> stole some, some experience from everyone. <laughs> it's all good. We all participate in the battle, we all get equal experience. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, next time we meet, we will be taking on an amazing one-shot that I have wanted to run for quite a while called To the End of Time. So, when we meet next week, all of our characters will be at the moment of their deaths. Join us next week for another episode of the Home Brew Review.
Thank you very much. Bonsoir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Farewell. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you are able, please check out Syndicate Games in Kearney, Nebraska for all of your gaming needs. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week. Bye.